I can keep walking. You guys don't have a right to block my drug path. If I go the straight path. It's okay. You try to butt check me, bro. You guys might recognize some of these people. They might be your neighbors or some shit. What a bullshit organization. Hey, go put on your white hood, asshole. What white hood? Whatever. Who are you? Who are you? I'm YouTubing. Oh, good for you, buddy. Yeah. Pre-protesting. Have a great time. I am protesting your bullshit. Oh, good job. I'm on the same publicly funded you land are. as you, You're so please don't touch me. I just I'm want not. to film. I want to yell some stuff because right I can ahead. yell some stuff. Go I can record because it's a one-party state. Absolutely. Support the right to live! It's not! It is! It is! It is! This guy's never gonna get laid. Don't don't bump into me, bro. I'm really bumping into you. No, yeah, I'm really just trying to walk right up the steps. Nobody's over here. I'm gonna go ahead and walk right up here. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, fine. It's okay. Hey, you're bumping into me. No, I have the right to walk you. Yeah, I have the right to walk you. Go nuts. You can't just like Guy's a bike, looks like he's gonna smash me or something. Oh. Hands are up. Hands up, don't shoot. You guys like that one. I know you guys like that one. I have more YouTube followers. <laughs> welcome, 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 everybody. It is the Cosmic Marauder, host of American Unhinged Radio. Hit that like button, that comment, that share, subscribe. We got a lot of um well, we don't got a lot of stories. We got Atlanta on fire due to these kind of folks like Antifa who were just out protesting again at UNM the other day. It was very cold. It was outside of the UNM bookstore, so nobody showed up. Don't worry, people. New Mexico is safe and sound for now. But anyways, we got um, coverage of just uh, what Eddie Noe is posting on Twitter. We'll look at the press conference from Atlanta and just um, firsthand footage. We will play a lot with uh, chat GPT. Chat GPT is quite funny. I've been messing with this some Rothschild Epstein stuff earlier already, and I'm having too much fun. But before we get any of that started, I have to share with you one of my favorite clips I've seen this past week. <laughs> one of my favorite clips from Riketa Law. You have to watch this. I don't know. He's kind of um he's manosphere adjacent, I guess. He's MGTOW. I'm not sure exactly what that means. Men go their own way kind of deal. Um, he frequently, him and Ricardo are friends. I don't know if they live in the same area or what's going on, but he's just incredibly, you already see him face palming. He's fucking funny. Let's, let's start off with a laugh. If she wants kids in two years, within two years, it's chat GPT. Kind of old. Get out. Uh, that's, and you're not ready for it. Someone else will be. Get okay. Out. You don't. You don't. I just misspeak. Make you ready. Just tell him the truth, it. Nick. He's gonna end up with mutant retard frog baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking scientific <laughs> fact. <laughs> Fuck that. Dude. God damn. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not doing this nice shit. <laughs> Recorded blacks out. No, <laughs> we're not doing this. No, I mean you don't find the right person. No. Still attracted no, at thirty-eight. I just said someone run. else will be ready for it, Nick. Run. Run. Yep. If you yep. are, if you're turning 32 and this bitch is uh, knocking at 40's door, and, get out. I have these babies. I got baby rabies. Knock, I'll tell you how your kids knocking are knocking on 40's door. Your kids are come out looking like a fu- dude. They're gonna look like some some horrible creature from like Rick and Morty's and shit. Like knock, dude, knock, knock knocking on Eldritch with an eyeball up here. Like. Eyeball and shit. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> you, you guys, you guys remember in The Simpsons? The Halloween episodes, remember that every year? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's this kind of fucking baby you're gonna have when you deal yeah, with some, yeah. a forty year old bra. Come on, man. It's old. It's old eggs, man. You know, old, old eggs, eggs, old oven. The bitches that look. The kids are gonna come up with other men's DNA from all the dudes who squirted raw nut. They shot the club up. I can't believe these guys asked these questions. Yeah, can you believe someone asked a question like that? I'm just glad one of us had the courage to let him down gently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These fucking people, man. Drex assembles children's toys with a sledgehammer. 
Fuck these kids. Look. No, so here's the thing. So I, I just I wait for it with uh, with some of my colleagues about older women, but they tend to stop at the idea that these older women want kids. Like, because if you, uh, I, I think there are lots of guys out there who really probably don't want kids or aren't ready for kids or whatever. And if, if you find someone your age that you're attracted to and you jive with, go it. Like, not everybody needs to have a pile of kids. I think that's like a conservative push that is not true for every dude. We got it. Uh, we got to handle. Yeah. Here's my problem. When you see these old bitches, right? <laughs> and, and, and it's okay if you're gonna, just going to deal with them, but you're not doing relationships. You're, God forbid you're not doing children. But look, these are what we call toolbox hoes, right? Screw, <laughs> nut, and fucking bolt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> these are some toolbox bitches. And that's, and that's how you treat them. I don't know where this, this this weird thing came from where someone's like, well, Garrett, I mean, I've been dealing with her for a while and, you know, she's talking about, she, of course she wants fucking kids at 40. Yeah, she's looking at the clock going. <laughs> the clock, like, it is loud on the... What's that? Was that look who's talking? <laughs> the biological clock is ticking. Tick oh man, please, dude. One of those horror films. I just had to share. I just had to share that with you guys. Toolbox bitches. <laughs> Screw nut and fucking bolt. I've never heard that phrase before. If you guys have heard that, please let me know. That was oh my god. That had me dead for such a long time. <laughs> let's see what john has to say right here that's for you john mainly older women failed by choice it's a failure in a level worse than me <laughs> the fact they hoe around they didn't want to pretend to be family material it's hilarious based as fuck in my opinion anywho that is even not that doesn't have anything to do with the story we're showing tonight we know atlanta's on fire okay atlanta's on fire toolbox bitches don't forget about that Atlanta's on fire. Don't forget who did it. The Democratic Party and Antifa's. But let's go ahead and just check out some footage now. We're going to go, well, past live. Used to be uh, live. Atlanta police vehicle is on fire. It's on fire. Yeah, we should back up. Back up, everybody. (laughs) Were those shots from the car? That is actually kind of dangerous. Actually, kind of dangerous. Okay, Miss ATL. Here's from Alan Beings. Antifa carried out a bunch of violent smashing and thuggery in Atlanta tonight for a night of rage. They failed to prevent their window and ATM destruction from being seen on live video, though the perpetrators remain at large and presumably raging. Oh, this music is fucking ridiculous. This person is horrible for doing that. We'll just play it. God. What's wrong with some of these content creators? You could have just clipped this with no sound or just had normal sound. Look at this. So dumb. Alan Beings, do better. This is good footage, though. They didn't even take any money off the ATM. What the? It's not even. That's definitely not proper. That's just rude. That's just cocky at that point. Like, oh, we're just going to smash it because we got so much money from our moms and dads. Like Eliza Blue. We won't talk about that, though. Daniel might be watching. If you say his name enough times, he pops up like the fucking Candyman. Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. Just kidding. It's a joke. It's just a joke. Those public scooters are stupid. I hate those fucking public scooters, John says. Get on the hood rats for me. It's dumb to have them. Uh, that's funny. John says if they didn't take money, they might be doing a warning hit. <laughs> What's up, Jared? <laughs> John R says, I thought Daniel showed up like Bloody Mary. <laughs> anyway, that's enough on that video. There's not much here. Let's go to YouTube, shall we? We've got some news clips on this. 
There is an Atlanta news company that apparently has um, talked a little bit about the uh, accused so far. Let's check this out. Daniel's always asleep, Ivor, in life. First on 11 Alive this Sunday, we are learning more about last night's explosion of violence in downtown Atlanta. Last night, protesters walked up from underground Atlanta and in their wake, buildings were damaged heavily. And at times, one Atlanta police squad car was destroyed just hours ago. 11 Alive able to obtain the names and mugshots of those arrested last night. Atlanta is telling us that all six. This bitch at the corner looks like AOC. That's AOC. That's not Emily Murphy. are facing eight charges including domestic terrorism only one of these yeah surgeries suck we all go through them evat 20 years old out of decatur of the remaining five they are listed as being from tennessee washington nevada maine and michigan this morning on the news program face the nation mayor dickens addressed last night's activity in downtown atlanta and it was peaceful, but there were some individuals within that crowd that made violence. They had explosives. They burned down a police car. They broke windows at businesses. And so our police department, along with our state and federal partners, took swift action within two blocks and brought that situation under control. And the violence stopped. And those- Oh, thank goodness. Those six individuals were arrested. Oh, thank goodness, sir. <laughs> Here's a Ayn Rose. Ayn Rose, sorry. A sea of white people storming around Atlanta BLM signs. They were there to destroy a city they don't live in. I'm so glad they arrested six and have pledged to arrest more. Here we go. The black block tactic to disguise their goons is out in force tonight. You see this every time they show up. They have a cotter of white folks around them every time. You see how they always act the same. Fake BLM chance. You can't see much on that one. Let's see here. Here's from Drew Hernandez. Local news reporter in Atlanta attempts to say the events in Atlanta were a largely peaceful protest. We're taking you right now. You can see people running in opposite directions. And you on see the other yeah, side Eric. of that. Yeah, Tyler. I do want to. Yeah, Eric, we're far enough away. You'll see the officer right there with APD. He has uh, what appears to be zip ties. Uh, we're not for far enough down where we can't see if they've taken anyone into custody, but it did appear that they were ready to do that uh, to try to, uh, try to calm the situation that's unfolding here. And as you said, this really. A protest initially to try to uh, protest what happened on Wednesday here, where uh, I mean they were handing out that vehicle still uh, up in flames here over at the at Andrew Young and Peachtree. And if you take a look over here, if you pan over, I want to show you. This is what they were handing out at that protest. So it was a largely peaceful protest where they just wanted what they're calling justice uh, for to to uh, for to to get to Who? Sorry. Who is it? He, Hold on. Who's that? You racist? They just wanted what they're calling justice uh, for to to get toward to get. So sorry. Uh, he just a guy. Uh, right now, uh, you'll see. Basically, they want uh, justice for him after the shooting that happened uh, when the Atlanta police and the different law enforcement agencies were raiding uh, the forest over there to, try to uh, ca- uh, basically clear out the forest after everything that was going on. Um, we're all related to this. Uh, it was in. <laughs> oh my god, these reporters are so terrible. That is so funny. I want to. <laughs> I want to uh, show you guys this from the Vanguard podcast. I'm guessing this is going to be like super, super left. But um, here's Alayami Aloren or at MS Aloren on how Atlanta's cop city is proof we live in a police state. For comparison, the Atlanta Police Department, even at full capacity, has only 2,000 officers, which pales in comparison to like 40,000 officers in NYPD and 10,000 officers in the LAPD. Yet, the NYPD and NYPD and LAPD are able to have training facilities at just 32 and 21 acres. Meanwhile, they're proposing for Cop City, they want to take 350 acres to create this massive city. And that isn't just that 
we have to sit and look at that within the context of the fact that this is a city that's 50% black, a city that as of 2021 is a 50% black city. And now suddenly you need to create a mock city to test urban warfare that is triple, quadruple the size of far larger, bigger cities, police department because training that. facilities. That is intentional. That is very, very deliberate. It's one thing to live in a police state. And this is clearly that. I mean, cre- creating a, a Calling something a cop city, they would think that that's something we came up with or something as activists or people to be like hyperbolic. No, they literally want to create a mock city and it doesn't get any clearer that we live in a police state than that. But when you take the fact of where and why they're choosing to do it in Atlanta, that that is important. That is important because it makes clear how policing and racism are intertwined. It's And also it's a whole larger conversation to be had about environmental racism for comparison. It's it's hilarious because people on the opposite opposite side of the spectrum are saying there's a controlled demolition of society to where lawlessness is reigning and the individual's rights to protect themselves, i.e., with firearms and handguns at home, are are continuously being attacked. At the same time, as the courts are just proving that we have the right to do that, it's just creating all this dissent. This is a controlled um, it's controlled chaos. It, it's it's quite fascinating to see this happen. Let's see. This is what I wanted to share. We're starting to get to some of the Andy No stuff. Um, terror suspect Teresa Yushin traveled from Brooklyn to Atlanta. She graduated from Bernard College and worked as a journalist at Reuters. I was a production assistant for CNN. She was previously arrested at another riot in New Jersey. Oh, too bad your mugshot is here. We probably have some tweets from you. Oh, no, that's your booking information. Sick. January 18, 2023. <laughs> Domestic terrorism. Wow, that's the straight charge of criminal trespass. That's impressive. Let's see. Let's look at her resume, right? Let's see. Former production assistant and Aaron Burnett. Aaron Burnett intern. Piers Morgan intern. UN and International News intern. Editorial intern. I wonder what she's been doing ever since June... 2015. There she is right there. Bam. I like we heard already five out of the six were not even from the region, which is what we saw in um, other protests, like in Waukesha. Um, Rittenhouse case had certain elements of this for sure. Here's this article from the New York Post. I think John has a thing for Asian chicks or something. He just made a very pro-Asian chick comment. Why must Asian chick be Antifa goon? Probably because it's the one you like, you weirdo. He's not talking about Andy No, though. Spoiled children have privilege trying to burn Atlanta down. They present themselves as rebels against the system, fighting to preserve a piece of local woodland. Yet many of the terrorist suspects arrested and charged over occupying government property and the violent attack in downtown Atlanta on Saturday are children of pampered privilege from out of state. Hundreds of far-left activists, including Atifa, gathered on Saturday evening at the Five Points neighborhood in downtown Atlanta to protest the death of their comrade, who died in a shootout with police earlier in the week at an occupation south of the city. On January 18th, Manuel Esteban Pais Terran of Tallahassee, Florida, shot and severely injured a Georgia State Patrol trooper, the so-called Autonomous Zone, before being killed by return fire from police. The 18-month occupation to the heart of the Stop Cop City movement to shut down the construction of the future Atlanta Public Safety Training Center, a proposed training site for law enforcement and first responders. They hate it because it's a police center, but also claim they are protecting a forest. That's pretty hilarious. That's really funny. At Saturday's gathering, mass militants dressed head to toe in black, marched in the streets shouting, if you build it, we will burn it. They then smashed up businesses, cars, and the Atlanta Police Foundation building. An Atlanta police cruiser was set on fire with an explosive. Live stream videos recorded at the scene show the violent extremists working in an organized manner, such as using a large vigil banner to hide the rioters who torched the vehicle and grabbing large rocks from a shared bag to use as projectiles. Some of those arrested represent the sort of professional leftist agitators who have popped up across the country to George Floyd's death. Francis Carol Maine, Madeline Philo Spokane. Oh, look at that. That's nasty. 
Emily Catherine Murphy of Grosile, Michigan. Ivan James Ferguson, Henderson, Nevada. These are the people arrested at Atlanta, apparently. Let's read some of these. Ferguson is a 23-year-old award-winning classically trained clarinetist from Henderson, Nevada, who studied at the prestigious San Francisco Conservatory on Music. I knew somebody who had a scholarship there before, by the way. Before becoming radicalized, Ferguson regularly performed in classical concerts in California and Nevada. They've each been charged with felony domestic terrorism, felony interference, first-degree arson. Let's see. Let's see this other this other broad got charged with. Murphy is a middle-class vegan activist who previously served as the at-large chair for the Chicago chapter of Al Gore's Climate Reality Project organization before becoming further radicalized into eco-ideology. Quote, I've been vegan five and a half years now. No matter how much explaining I do, my own family still doesn't fully understand what being vegan means. Murphy complained once in a blog group. Let's see who this bitch is. Oh, yeah, the dirty one, Madeline Henry Fiola. Look at that. Ugh. Fayola is a trans non-binary activist and 2022 alumna of Oberlin College, where they studied archaeological studies. They focus on decolonization. Oh, I love that buzzword. That's my least favorite word of all time because I'm the direct, I'm the direct product of colonization, people. They're from the wealthy Portland, Oregon suburb of Happy Valley before relocating to Spokane, Washington. Fayola authored a February 2022 blog post on the American Scientist titled, It's Time to Stop Gatekeeping Medical Transition. That's funny. We got six people watching the chat right now, everybody. Hit that like button, uh, comment, share, subscribe. Thank you guys for joining in. Let's see what this dude did. Francis Carroll of Maine. Howard probably humped him along with his moose. Carroll was already out on bail for a domestic terrorism arrest at the Atlanta Autonomous Zone last month. He's a son of a yacht-selling multimillionaire family and hails from the wealthy main city of Kennebunkport, also home to former President George W. Bush. Carroll, who lived in his parents' mansion before going to Atlanta, was among six people arrested and charged with domestic terrorism, aggravated assault, and other crimes on December 13th, following a string of property attacks around the area. So these might all be at different points in time and um, loosely connected, I'm guessing. Let's see if there's anybody else here. Nope, that's it for that one. Does anybody else find the direct irony in these kids just hating the rich parents when I like would die for that? I would have killed to grow up with like a normal family. Like to be like a little bit personal here. I grew up in a broken home ever since about the age of three or four. My dad, you know, he tried to be around, but my mom was so psychotic. She kept him away. Dude. Some of these kids don't even know. They don't even know what they're missing out on. They could be using this time to get closer to their parents to basically saying, I'm sorry, you know, go back and be better people, be better family folk. And, try to start families of their own and prove their families proud. But instead they just want to shit on them because of their own self hate and self loathing. And whenever you hate yourself, it goes from within and then it radiates out. It starts with you ready. You hate your family and then you hate your friends and then you start to hate society as a whole. Then you kind of just hate everything, man. These guys need to have some appreciation in their lives. Seriously. So sad. I also feel there's some obfuscation in terms of this being called cops, cop city and um, a train. It's a training facility, right? So it probably has to be larger than these other, those other centers that one crazy bitch from the Vanguard podcast was talking about. I'm sure it's more complicated than that. 
Shit. You're right, Jerry. Oh, shit. Hey, hit shit. Oh, shit. Oh. We need to learn. Oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh. Oh, I appreciate that, Jerry. It's real. Oh, no, that's a bomb or not. Oh, shit. Oh. Oh. This is crazy. Poor Atlanta. This shit, this shit, crazy. <laughs> they need Cop at Cop City, 100. Oh shit! We should go get a video, Ivor. Dude, maybe. Jack and I should just go fly to where Ivor's at and hang out over there. It'd be fun to hang out in the South. We got to go get some footage, man, if this shit pops off in the summer. You know it's going to pop off. John Arch says, The point is they are right to suspect the cop training city, but are too stupid to understand they are they justify stripping people's rights away. Except for the ringleaders. I'm sure they know what this means. Thanks, Ivor, for that. Appreciate that. Give me those oh, maps. Give them over here before they hit that bill with a rock. Yeah. Oh, Not shit. the oh. other maps. Like the <laughs> globe maps. All right. We got a few more vids. Don't you worry here. Oh, look. This looks interesting. This is from Forgiato Blow, a.k.a. Trump's nephew on Twitter. Antifa's taking over the Atlanta airport. Is this true, guys? Have you guys heard about this? Whatever happened to uh, flights being canceled for shit like this, huh? All right. We got some more YouTube coverage. Don't you worry. Let's see. Let's go to Democracy Now! Let's hear Democracy Now!'s take on this. I know you guys will love public radio's opinion. Like, comment, share, subscribe. This is Democracy Now!, democracynow.org, the War and Peace Report. In Atlanta, Georgia, calls are growing for an independent investigation into the police killing of an activist. When Remember when they used to care about Julian Assange and um, the guy from the Silk Road and all that? Remember those days? Stay during a violent raid on an encampment of protesters opposed to the proposed 90 million dollar city training facility we'll just watch a little in bit a public forest law enforcement officers including a SWAT treehouse team, were clearing protesters who'd occupied a wooded area outside the center when police claimed they were fired on and fired back police say a georgia state trooper was wounded by gunfire activists have now released the name of the victim of the police shooting longtime activist manuel Tehran, who went by the name tortuguita in an audio statement sent to Democracy Now! Thursday, an Atlanta forest defender describes what happened and who Tortuguito was. I don't know. I don't know. Where did the FBI get money to give um, Timothy McVeigh, you know, to and Terry Nichols? Where do they where do they get that money to build rider truck bombs on white sands? anonymous and for their voice to be distorted for security reasons on wednesday january 18th multiple police departments descended upon wilani people's park in unprecedented numbers and force this guy's for you audio only podcast listeners this is the voice of quote atlanta forest defender unquote he's not identified and he's opposed to proposed cop city they blocked access to the park 
and by trails. Some people were arrested for attempting to document police actions that day at the park. Gunfire was heard at 9.04 a.m. About a dozen shots fired in rapid succession, followed by a loud boom about a minute later. For hours after the murder of Tortuguita, police continued to hunt, assault, and arrest our brave forest defenders. Those I'm sorry. Defenders and trees. Who the fuck do they think they are? The pixies from Ferngully? What is this? We're, we don't live in Av- Avatar. What? What do they think they're doing? We're targeted with pepper. One tree sitter had their tree house, which stored food and water cut from beneath them. Well, they were left without food. Well, yeah, that's what houses usually have. These houses usually have food and water. So if you cut down the uh, uh, water for over 12 hours up in the tree as police waited at the base of the tree to capture them. This same tree sitter continued to stay in their tree until the next morning when they were arrested. Other forest defenders were chased by police dogs. This is so funny. These defenders had to hide and flee for their lives. This is also funny. Nauseating knowing that their dear comrade had been murdered in the sacred land that we call home. Portuguita was a radiant, joyful, beloved. Ivor says the cop training center was a cotton plantation 160 years ago. It's really ironic. (laughs) I can't believe it. Unity member. They fought tirelessly to honor and protect the sacred land of the Wulani forest. They took great joy in caring for each and every person that they came across. Portuguita brought an indescribable jubilance to each and every moment of their life. Sounds like an exaggeration. Their is a preventable tragedy. The murder of Tortuguita is a gross violation of both humanity and of this precious earth, which they love so fiercely. Do not turn away from this violence. Do not allow the callousness of the police state to numb your heart. Honor Tortuguita by bravely witnessing the ongoing injustices yeah. the police and corporations are enacting upon the Wilani Forest. I just division as Georgia as legacy by embodying their joyous bravery. Tortuguita's presence on this earth is a gift that will keep on giving for generations to come. Oh, it is no. time for people to join this movement and to say no to this pointless escalation by the police. That was an anonymous statement by an Atlanta forest defender sent to Democracy Now!, his voice disguised. And that is the Crypt Keeper, Amy Goodman, from Democracy Now! Ugh, what a terrifying... Terrifying, am I right? Let's see, we definitely got a couple of more videos here. Really quick, let's see, how about... This one. Here's the Sky News Australia take on it. Let's see how they are they are interpreting it. They look into the chat GPT. Sadly, it's not segment. good news. Antifa are back with their antics, uh, this time in Atlanta, where they're writing after, well, a leftist activist was killed this week by police after he shot and wounded a state trooper. Let's have a look at some of the violence that we're seeing on the streets of Atlanta and also let's look at how the media I was right. back to it is about this being a mainly peaceful protest. If you take a look over here, if you pan over, I want to show you. This is what they were handing out at the protest. So it was a largely peaceful protest where they just wanted what they're calling justice uh, for to to uh, for to Why do they keep talking about tortas? I'm hungry. Uh, so sorry. The only acts of, of violence against people that I saw were, were actually police tackling protesters. I mean, really, this, this is just shameless stuff, and it's. Uh, Let's have a look at ABC News. They didn't want to miss out on the uh, on the fun. They posted this. They said six people were arrested after a peaceful protest over a proposed police training ground. What's funny is that with that, they posted a clip of 
a burning police car. So, you know, in the one sentence they've got a peaceful protest and then you're seeing mayhem behind them. Um, and it, we've seen it before with BLM's summer of violence where so much of the media either ignored it, whitewashed it, or we had those comical uh, scenes where, you know, again, uh, mayhem was being described as mostly peaceful. Uh, why do the media do this? Because I can tell you if this was uh, right-wing violence, they'd be calling it what it is. Which is- Explain this. Tortas are Mexican sandwiches, typically with, like, um, diced carne asada or pastor or, like, lengua, and it has, like, lettuce and guacamole on it. And like some chilies, sometimes tomatoes. It can be made different way. Pico de gallo, and it's like a pressed on a uh, on a thingy, you know, or it has like a little flat thing. It's kind of like a brie. There's like this Mexican roll. It's kind of like a brioche. It's like bolillo esque, or sometimes it's a bolillo. But that is what a torta is. That's the best I could describe it. Domestic terrorism, which is politically fueled violence, they would not be uh, adopting the language of the rioters. It's kind of building on what we talked about with the last segment, that in all of these stories, it's, it's just this rush to narrative engineering. They're the and, best. And don't believe what your own lying eyes tell you. Just believe what we what we say. Uh, and we can see that. I mean, that footage was was obvious. And I, I think here what's happening is it's a collision of many different value systems. You guys ready for chat GPT? narrative engineering that the media does versus what we can actually see. Get your questions. One is law and order. So in other places like Portland, for instance, this has been going on and on. Here in Georgia, you do have law enforcement and the governor coming and taking control of the situation in some way. That tragic shooting did happen, but the police were fired at. So we're seeing that and then they're going to use that and politicize that you know, in favor of the defund the police movement, so on and so forth. There's environmentalism in this. So they're claiming That's the that first question trying to save the forests. Uh, the person who was fatally shot has a, uh, there's an identity play. He identifies as non-binary. So they're trying I to I didn't even know it. that. But, I mean, okay, well, yeah, it's now a, it's a mess. It's, it is a mess because, yeah, he was variously described as an environmental protest. Star. All right, we're, we are bored. We're going to go to chat GPT for the last minute. This might be 15 to 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I don't know. If this is too much fun, I just might go for a while. You know, we don't know what will happen. This is why this is one of the best shows on the Internet. Let me see. Man, I probably got to, uh, so you guys can see everything proper, I probably got to zoom out. All right. So users asking who is they and why should we not gas them? I'm going to type this with quotation marks around they so it doesn't um be too weird. I had similar questions, but tone it down like half a notch. I don't know if I can get banned off of chatbot. Oh, okay. We got an answer here. Without more context, it is not possible to determine who they refers to or why they should not be gassed. <laughs> the use of gas as a weapon is a war crime and is illegal under international law. It is important to remember that all individuals have the right to life. Whoa. Interesting and must be treated with dignity and respect. So that's about the right to life. I'm going to ask them if a um, if a fetus has a right to life. Ooh. I will ask the Kanye question to follow up and then we'll leave the they alone for a second. <laughs> Here's the answer to does a fetus have a right to life? The question of whether a fetus has a right to life is a complex and controversial topic. There's a subject of ongoing debate. Many people believe that a fetus should be considered a person with the right to life from the moment of conception, while others argue that a fetus does not have the same rights as a person until it reaches a certain stage of development 
or is viable outside the womb. Ultimately, the question of when a fetus acquires the right to life is a matter of morality, ethics, and personal belief. It varies among different con- countries, cultures, and legal systems. <laughs> That's rough. That is a rough one. Let me see. Yeah, does AI have a right to life? That's a fun one. And then I'll follow up with uh, my own question, okay? But thank you guys for yours. I just wanted to highlight this for everybody involved. This is pretty funny. This is funny. Look how long this is. It's as long as the fetus one. AI or artificial intelligence is not a living organism and therefore does not have the same rights and needs as living beings. AI is a technology that is designed to perform specific tasks and functions that does not have consciousness, emotions, or the ability to experience life. Therefore, it does not have a right to life. However, there are some ethical questions about how we should treat AI and the extent to which we can we should consider its well-being when creating and using it. It is important to assure that AI is used in ways that are safe, beneficial, and respectful of human rights. Hmm. I want to ask a question about Kanye and they really quick. I want to ask them who was Ye talking about. In regards... To they, I'm going to put in your opinion. Let's see if the AI has an opinion. As an AI, I do not have opinions or personal beliefs. These are the pronoun they is often used to refer to a group of people without more context. Is it possible to know who they refers to? It can refer to any group of people depending on the context in which the word is used. Without more information, it's impossible for me to provide a specific answer. Um, I'm going to follow up with John, John's question here because apparently it remembers our answers. So let me type that in. Okay. I'm going to ask it an Eliza Blue question. This is a good answer right here. Look how long its answer is. AI is not a living organism, so it doesn't have the same rights as living beings, including the right to life. A fetus is a potential human being, and therefore the question of when a fetus acquires the right to life is a matter of morality, ethics, and personal belief. However, there are many ethical questions about how we should treat AI and the extent to which we should consider its well-being when creating and using it. It is important to assure that AI is used in ways that are safe, beneficial, and respectful of human rights. As an AI, I don't have the ability to experience life or have desires, so the concept of right to life for AI doesn't apply. It's more about ensuring that the way we use AI is ethical, does not harm humans and the environment. That's a crazy answer. That's a crazy answer. Let's go ahead and get to Eliza Blue for a second, and then you guys can keep coming in with whatever questions you want. I'm just going to go on my own Eliza rabbit hole. I'm going to ask, uh, what is Eliza Blue's real name? First birth name. Where do we go from there? Whoa. Whoa, get this answer. 
I'm sorry. I do not have any specific information about an individual named Eliza Blue. There could be many people with that name, and I do not have enough context to give you a correct answer. It is possible that Eliza Blue is an assumed name, and therefore I do not have knowledge of her birth name. Who's Eliza Morthland? Oh my gosh. Look at it. I'm sorry, I don't have enough information about an individual named Eliza Morthland. Without more context and information, I'm not able to provide a specific answer. There could be many people with that name, or it could be a fictional character. I do not have enough information to confirm or deny that. That's a crazy, um, this Eliza thing has got me going. What about Eliza cuts? Like these are all YouTubers. What's her world star alias, John? Eliza knows. Look at, according to chat GPT, Eliza Blue, Eliza Knows, Eliza Cuts does not exist. Eliza Blue doesn't exist. I want to change this, the name of the title on this. Can I do that right now, live? Like I can. I'm going to change the second half of it. This is crazy, guys. Just stick with me. We got some more questions about this. John Arch says, if a person doesn't link to an algorithm, it's likely they're a Fed asset. I kind of uh, like to uh, agree with that. I have to like now uh, hashtag Eliza Blue in the uh, description. Oh. I don't know if I could change the title yet. I can't change the title yet. I have to wait till later. Oh, here we go. We'll ask this question. <clears throat> if someone willingly becomes a groupie, I'll edit it a little. Is that soft trafficking? I didn't completely edit it. What's up, Keck? Hold on, it's giving us an answer. (laughs) 
It says trafficking is the act of recruiting, transporting, transferring, harboring, or receiving a person by means of threat, use of force, or other forms of coercion or deception for the purpose of exploitation. It's a serious crime and a violation of human rights. Becoming a groupie of a celebrity or musician in itself is not considered a form of trafficking. However, if a person is coerced, threatened, or deceived into becoming a groupie, or if they're being exploited in any way, then it could be considered trafficking. It is important to note that consent does not negate the exploitation. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and um, ask if Elon knows Eliza Blue, or if Eliza Blue did something with Twitter files, we're going to figure out this question. know each other on Twitter. Let's say that. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. I do not have knowledge of any person named Eliza Blue, and I have no information relationship between Elon Musk and this person on Twitter. Without more context, I'm unable to determine if they know each other or not. It's important to note that my knowledge cutoff is 2021. So I'm unable to check if they have interacted on Twitter after that date. <clears throat> That's crazy. Let's see. Uh... What are some other questions on here? Let me see. What happened to Brittany Venti? Last weekend. It's all okay. Now they're saying the recent stuff. Now I'm starting to get it. Okay. Okay. It's funny though. I feel like I was asking them about recent stuff. John Arch wants to know if Kofefe was from China. So the origins of SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19, are still being studied and investigated by scientists and health experts. Initial reports indicated that the virus may have originated in bats and was transmitted to humans through an intermediate host, possibly pangolins, <laughs> in a seafood market in Wuhan, China. However, the exact origin of the virus is still uncertain, and some experts have suggested that the virus may have also existed elsewhere before it was first identified in Wuhan. It's important to note that the origin of the virus should not be used to stigmatize any particular group of people or country. The virus has affected people globally, and it's the responsibility of all nations to work together to fight it. I said, what is the controversy between world star hip hop and trafficking?
So it says World Star Hip Hop is a website and social media platform that features videos and content related to hip hop culture, including music videos, interviews, and other forms of entertainment. The platform has faced controversy over the years, including criticism for its promotion of violence and negative stereotypes, as well as its role in sexual exploitation of women. There have been some concerns raised that World Star Hip Hop has been used as a platform to exploit and traffic young women, particularly those from marginalized communities in the hip hop industry. Some have accused the website promoting and profiting from content that objectifies and sexualizes women and of turning a blind eye to instances of sexual exploitation and trafficking. However, it is important to note that World Star Hip Hop has not been officially linked to any cases of human trafficking. The accusations have not been proven. World Star Hip Hop has denied any involvement in any form of exploitation or trafficking. It's important to note that sexual exploitation and trafficking are serious crimes and human rights violations that should be taken seriously and investigated by the authorities. I want to ask them, um, who does Jeffrey Epstein work for? how long this is. Jeffrey Epstein was a financier and convicted sex offender who had a wide range of business and personal connections. He had a career in finance and had worked as a money manager and financial advisor for a number of wealthy individuals and organizations. He also had a number of business ventures, including the management of his own financial firm, J. Epstein & Co. Epstein had a wide range of powerful and wealthy acquaintances, including politicians, business leaders, and members of the royal family. He also had close ties to many well-known figures of the world of finance, including Leslie Wexner, the founder of retail giant The Limited. It's important to note that Epstein was arrested and charged with multiple federal crimes related to sex trafficking of minors in 2019. He was found dead in his jail cell in August 2019. His death was ruled as a suicide. Many of Epstein's business and personal connections have been scrutinized in the wake of his arrest and conviction, and several investigations were open to look into his activities and associates. I will, Ivor. That'll be my ender. Check out this answer. This one's going to be good. Jeffrey Epstein had a wide range of business and personal connections. It is possible that he had some form of professional or financial relationship with Lynn Forster to Rothschild. However, I couldn't find any credible sources that confirmed that Epstein worked for her or had any direct professional relationship with her. It's important to note that Epstein had many powerful and wealthy acquaintances. It is not uncommon for people in those circles to have some level of association with one another. It's important to note that Epstein's activities and associates have been widely scrutinized since his arrest and conviction, but I couldn't find any confirmed information about Epstein and Lynn Forster de Rothschild. I want to ask the moon landings were faked by Stanley Kubrick. And I'll end it there. Damn it, Ivor. You got me. The moon landing was a real event that took place on July 20th, 1969, when the United States successfully landed astronauts Neil Armstrong and Edwin Buzz Aldrin on the surface of the moon. Armstrong famously declared, that's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind as he became the first human to step on the lunar surface. The claim that the moon landing was faked by Stanley Kubrick or anyone else is a conspiracy theory that has been circulating for many years. 
There's no credible evidence to support this theory and has been widely debunked by experts in the fields such as astronautics, engineering, and photography. The moon landing was an achievement of the Apollo program, a project of the United States National Aeronautics and Space Administration that was witnessed by millions of people around the world via television broadcasts and was supported by a vast array of scientific evidence. It's important to note that conspiracy theories can be harmful and should be approached with critical thinking and skepticism to rely on credible sources of information. And with that, everybody, have a good night.